This is David Starfire, and you're listening to the Melting Pot Podcast, a place for socially conscious voices. The Melting Pot, a place for socially conscious voices, creating a more harmonious society, for education, for inspiration, for cultural exchange. Today, I'm speaking to a guy who has been described as one of the most brilliant world fusion producers of our time, and I definitely second that. He is perhaps the most gifted producers of our time and makes a huge wealth of experience to create some of the most thought-provoking, earth-rumbling music that will really move you. He has performed around the world with some of his bass-heavy beats alongside some of the biggest names in electronic music, such as the big names like Skrillex, Diplo, and even Daft Punk. It gives me enormous pleasure to be speaking to one of the leading lights in bass music. That is David Starfire, live and direct from Los Angeles, USA. David, welcome to Breakthrough Beats, brother. How's it going over in LA? It's going great, man. How are things with you? Uh, things are good, man. It's a bit rainy here in the UK and uh, we need some of that LA weather over here. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, we need some of that rain over here because it's just sunny all the time. You don't appreciate kind of it. You don't appreciate it when it's always, <laughs> always, uh, always sunny, right? Yeah, it's just, it gets bored after a while, you know, a little <laughs> bit of rain here and there, you know, That's we have it. this big drought going on, so yeah. maybe when you come visit sometime, you'll bring the rain with you. It's like what they say, I miss you like the sunshine, miss the rain, right? Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> now, David, uh, incredible producer of bass music, representing everything that is beautiful, mindful, and conscious about the underground electronic scene. Tell me a little bit about your type of music and uh, the kind of genres that you work with. The different genres that I work with, what I try and do is I like to transport people into a different mind frame. So yeah. when we talk about genres, yeah. that is something that's somewhat defined. And so I try to, to break that definition and to have it open-minded mm. and open-ended. So some of the the genres that I work with is is dubstep, but it's not really dubstep. Glitch hop, but it's not really glitch hop. Yeah. You know, I will take bits and right. pieces of ideas from different genres and then kind of fuse them into what I do. You know, yeah. I will, um, you know, I travel to different places around the world, I record with indigenous musicians yeah. in India and in Egypt um, and Africa, and I then use some of those sounds and those songs and then we'll take you know ideas from glitch hop and dubstep and then fuse them together into something that's completely different yeah you know yeah. that that isn't really any genre but has hints and flavors of other genre genres and that's that's kind of you know what i'm known for and what i do almost meditative in the in in the kind of musical output that you, it's not it's not your usual dubstep because a lot of people associate dubstep with that kind of hardcore bro step sound right but it's definitely not that is it no no not at all i mean you know it'll have the heavy bass it'll have the same tempo and it'll mm. have some of the same sounds yeah but most of it is rooted in whatever culture i'm trying to bring about you know, mm. so let's say it might be dubstep, but I've got these big dole drums that yeah. you don't hear in dubstep, you know, or tablas or you yeah. know, sitars. And so yeah. it's like you have the essence of, you know, the beat and the bass, but everything on top of it and the melodies are from different parts of the world. 
yeah incredible now you know electronic music obviously it's massive here in the uk and of course over in india as well we've seen a humongous growth of electronic music uh, over in kind of southeast asia there, there's a lot of producers an inspiring wave of kind of new electronic producers that are coming out across the world how did you yourself get in get involved in the electronic scene at the start well i was a traditional musician where mm. I played guitar, bass, drums, keyboards for a long time. I was in lots of different rock bands. And I always loved electronic music, but rock was was my main thing. Yeah. And then I just gradually just started getting more and more into electronic production. And it also became easier at the same time. Mm. Before, you had to have a lot of different keyboards, and you had to have a yeah. big studio, and the computer wasn't used very much. And now... The computer is, is the main tool. You just need a laptop and you can be anywhere and, and create an electronic symphony. And yeah. it's just amazing what you can, you can do now today. It's amazing to see, isn't it? Because back in those days, everything was recorded maybe in one shot as well. And you had all these different, like you said, all these different keyboards, all these different plugins going into. Now they literally are plugins that you pull up on your computer, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing what you can do in, in technology. It just, it's actually mind-blowing. You know, just mm. even 10 years ago, you know, how much of a difference it's been. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy to think, you know. But um, so I came from like a traditional sense, which I'm very happy that, you know, I came from, you know, traditional songwriting and, and traditional instruments and then gravitated towards electronica and still having those, that idea of songwriting and of telling yeah. a story and, and yeah. you know, bringing someone along for the journey. I felt that that's, that's been really, really important. That's kind of been lost a little bit in some electronic music where it's just people want to make the most craziest sounds and the craziest beats, but there's not really a story there. There's not a melody. There's not a journey that you're bringing people on, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, um, you know, I started working with electronic music and just, just loved it and just dove deeper and deeper. And at the same time, as I was saying, it, you know, the virtual instruments and just the ability to produce electronic music just became easier and easier. And then I got to a point where, you know, I'd done rock music. I was kind of bored with that. It was very limited. And then electronic music, it felt like it just mm. didn't have that emotion, didn't have the depth, the human feel. Yeah. And so then I started yeah. infusing organic instruments, you know, my own yeah. guitars and my own percussion and things like that. But then I, I started getting into world music, mostly music from uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah. And just, I loved it. And, and I first started with just sampling, like uh, I, I you know, would listen to a, a Nusrat uh, Fatah Ali Khan CD yeah. and I would take his voice, you know, and some tablets. How, how did you how did you come across it? Because uh, I mean, you live in you live in LA, right? I know you're you you'll be exposed to so many different cultures there. And here in the UK, I think people, if they are musically minded, they will they will maybe orientate towards Nusrat uh, and and the Kuali sound. But I'm just curious, how did it how did it land in your lap, and how did you become exposed to 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 the kind of the Southeast Asian sound? Well, I had moved to San Francisco, and San Francisco is probably one of the most multicultural cities in America, and yeah. definitely the most progressive city in America. Yeah. And my roommate at the time, who I'd been friends with for a very long time, he had started working at an underground record store. Amazing. And they had specialized in music from, from all around the world. It was almost like a world music music store. And so he right. became very knowledgeable about music from, you know, just like the, the craziest music from, you know, from Africa, Brazil, 
um, Tibet. And he would always come home with these like cool CDs, like, oh, you should check this out. You could check, you should check this out. And I was just blown away at, at the, wow. you know, the music, you know, that I'd never heard before in my entire life. And, and probably most people haven't. And so the depth of the music and, and, you know, just the emotion behind it was, was so amazing and so beautiful and so intense that, that I knew that I wanted that to be a part of my sound. So I started yeah. sampling you know, different things from different world musicians and, and adding that into my sound. And I was just doing this for fun. You know, I was just having fun. Right. Then I started, you know, giving some CDs out to my friends and they were really getting into it. Then they would give it to DJs yeah. and the DJs would start playing it out. And then, you know, next thing I knew, you know, I was at a club and someone's playing my music and people are, are going <laughs> like crazy. And I'm like, wow, wow, okay, maybe there is something to this. And yeah. then I, at, at the time I had... Um, uh, I was let go of my job and I yeah. had uh, about six months that they um, gave me like six months pay. And so mm. I said, you know, I'm going to take the next six months and I'm just going to focus on working on music and kind of see what happens. And so yeah. I did that and then I made a demo. I sent it to Six Degrees Records, who yeah. has Chebby Sabah, Karsh Kalei, Medieval Pundits, etc. And they loved it and they signed me right away. And then from wow. there, it just like, it just, you know, just sky's the limit. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's amazing, man! It's such a, such a, it's such an organic story because it's not like you were forced to to listen to Asian music or you, you just kind of heard it and you thought, you know what, I'm taking this. This is deep. I want to, I want to turn this into my kind of David Starfire feel and and vibe, and 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 it just blew from there, right? Yeah, I mean, it. it the story itself sounds like. Things were very, you know, simple and, and easy. But <laughs> yeah. you know, in the beginning, it's never easy, right? Yeah, it never is. In the beginning, it, it was it was just samples and yeah. trying to infuse samples from you know that have different scales, different temperament, mm. you know, mm. different tunings into um, music. You know, that's Western music is can be a bit difficult, you know. So yeah. I did have to do some research and yeah. I, you know, I took some, you know, sitar lessons, some tabla lessons, yeah. some friends yeah. of mine that were amazing musicians, you know. So I did have to really work at it, you know, for a while. In yeah. the beginning, it was samples that I was using. But then right. eventually, you know, when I was, you know, doing this, decided to do it, you know, full time and I wanted to go for it that I seeked out different musicians that could play yeah. these amazing instruments and yeah. even studios in, in India that I contacted and would get these you know um, these different recordings that were very unique and and just my own instead of just you know using samples and yeah. so that's what really you know made it very different than than everything else that was out there and, and it just being a you know music that had samples that other people use exactly indeed man now when i listen to your music um it puts me in a meditative state almost where there's clearly uh, an intention to take learner listeners on a kind of a, a journey for contemplation and, and for thinking but i want to ask you what's you what's your intention to take for people to take away from your music like when you make a track, what, what is it you hope people will feel or what people will take from it? What I really hope people, you know, what, when they listen to the music is I want it to be for what they need at that time, at that point in their life. Mm. So yeah. if, if someone needs some healing, if they're going through a rough time, yeah. you know, I hope that the music heals them. If they're celebrating, 
something very joyous is happening in their life. They just, you know, met a new woman and they want to, you know, dance in the living room with candlelights and, you know, or, or, or make love. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I want the music to be, you know, a source of attention and bringing about a celebration, you know, or healing. So it's, yeah. it's whatever the, the listener yeah. needs at that time, you know. Um, you know, when yeah. I'm playing at a festival, mostly it's it's for celebration, you know. And yeah. sometimes when you know it's someone's at their home or they're in their car, you know, it could it could be an intimate setting or it could be something where mm. they're going through a tough time. There's lots of uh, wonderful feedback I've I've received from different fans saying that you know they had a really hard time and they're listening to my album and they kind of got through this this major mm. hurdle in their life and that you know my album you know helped to heal Incredible. them and, and process those yeah. feelings and and which is amazing you know I mean that I mean that's why I feel like I'm I'm here yeah. on this earth is to help people in whatever way that's manifested whether it's it's you know if they're happy or sad or just kind of help them through that process. incredible man well it's a, it is a gift it's a, it's a gift the music that you have uh, and the music that you put out the gift that you have to create this music is is allowing people to go through those feelings and i think it's amazing and I, like i said it puts me in a meditative state uh reflection and uh, everybody I share the music with is like, this This stuff is deep. And, it, it, you know, it also depends on the person's mindset. Like you said, they could be celebrating, they could be reflective, they could be healing. Tell me a little bit about your latest musical venture, the Karuna album, uh, that was supported by the uh, the crowdfunding kind of project and recorded with some Burmese musicians. What was this all about? This project has been an amazing and beautiful project that I've been working on the past couple of years. The idea came from mm. when I was in northern Thailand in 2012, and I became aware of yeah. the situation of Burma and Burmese and 
Burmese refugees and also their their yeah. beautiful music. And I knew that I wanted to help somehow yeah. and also bring a, about the awareness of their situation and also the beautiful culture and the music to the world. So that's why I had the yeah. idea of doing a Kickstarter campaign and going to the yeah. border zones of Thailand and in northern Thailand and yeah. working with different Burmese refugees and recording with them and then making an album and then the money from the sales of that album would go to Burmese refugee children for education and it, it was it was an idea that, that came full circle and it's it's been a very very long road and and um beautiful yeah. beautiful intense and wonderful and yeah. challenging all all at the same time yeah. and how did these kind of burmese musicians kind of let you in i mean must they must have been thinking what well, what's this guy doing he wants to create music for us i mean <laughs> what was what was their response when you when you approached and, and recorded with them you know they're really excited a lot yeah. of them well i i think probably most of them yeah had never you know recorded or had their music heard by anybody yeah it's just you know these guys that you know live in these you know temples or in these shacks or these huts or you know refugee camps or you know certain areas where it's just them and their music and you know they they just haven't been heard so they're very excited and they want yeah. to be a part of it especially because of what's behind it you know yeah. it's, not, it's not just hey i want to record you and mm. you know usually music it's like look you know um, i'm going to record you and pay you i yeah. paid all the musicians yeah out of my pocket yeah. and on top of paying them you know the proceeds from the album is going back to helping you know their their culture you That's know amazing. and helping the refugees you know a lot of people don't realize that you know burma is has probably the longest civil war in the world you know for over 30 years since 1962 there's been this civil war that's been going on and it still goes on mm. you know there are the cayenne state um the shan state the kachin uh, karen you know all these different areas you know are still at war with the military and and a lot of people don't even realize it unless you're in that area you yeah. know, it's just something that's not talked about yeah and so you know these people have to flee and you know there are some people that have been in refugee camps for 30 years and that's all they know is a mm. refugee camp you know yeah. some yeah. of those people can, can you know they escape to some of the bigger cities and work illegally and you know their children they can't get education because their their children are you know for example i was mostly in thailand those children are not thai so they don't have a thai passport and they can't get education in thai schools yeah. so there has to be nonprofits and ngos that stay step in and yeah. then provide education and clothing and shelter, you know, for these people. Because if they try and go back, you know, they will be tortured, killed. Um, you know, it's it's a really terrible situation. And so, you know, I I wanted to help them. And you know, I had never really been familiar with with Burmese musicians and their music and, and their culture because they've been pretty much closed off for thirty mm, years. Yeah. You know? And they're just now, you know, their borders are, are now open and, you know, tourists are kind of going there, at least in the southern part, not in the northern part, because that's where, you know, all the, the civil wars are happening. Mm. And, um, you know, I wanted to kind of bring about their culture and, and you know, it was, it's 
something that that I, you know, was a project that was really deep in my heart, and it's it's you know, like I said, it was challenging, but yeah. in the long run, it's just been something that's that's been amazing, and so much support, so much love and support from different collaborators, not just the Burmese, but you know, here here in the states, just wonderful musicians that have have been a part of it. It's awe-inspiring, man. It's re- it's really like. It's it, people say they want to they want to make change with your, with their music, but you're actually you're actually creating a real impact going over there, like physically creating an impact, not only documenting uh, the the music that may have been forgotten or or lost as well uh, during these kind of political conflicts, um, but also just the, the the fact that the money's going back. Have you had a chance to to see um, some some of the kind of the impact of of the children being able to be educated as well? Yeah, I definitely have. Yeah, um, I actually went to the nonprofit in the school, yeah. and I had presented a music workshop there. Wow! So there was about twenty-five kids, and I have this program called Ableton, and yeah. I recorded them playing different instruments and singing. And you know, I had a couple of other computers that they could use, and so they were able to kind of you know work with the computers and see how it worked. You know to record and to produce and then you know at the end you know this beautiful song was produced that they could hear that they were part of and we made like a music video out of it so it was really cool to see that and they just these smiling faces and they're just so they're just beaming and so beautiful and it was just you know it just it just really really was you know it was beautiful and at the same time really sad you know to know that these kids you know have to like basically that night they were sleeping in the dirt somewhere mm. you know so um but yeah i i, I feel that but bringing you know, that, that hope could could be could be the change you know it could be the, the the inspiration they need to uh you know just to see things differently and, and know that you know their their culture and their and their history as well as their music's not forgotten as well so i would encourage everybody to go out and buy karuna now uh, and it also goes towards uh, an incredible cause but you'll also have some incredible music as well right yeah definitely one thing i'd like to mention is one of the singers on the album his name is gone lao he's on a song called nahern yeah and he was someone who had was able to escape and he made it to chiang mai and he didn't know any english and so he went to thai freedom house Mm. and he was there for about a year and he learned enough english to be able to, you know, work and and function in the city in Thailand. Wow. And so, um, and he's a beautiful singer. And so I was actually able to, you know, to record him and speak to him in English. Mm. And if he hadn't have gone to this that school, you know, I wouldn't have met him and he wouldn't be able to, you know, to speak English. He, you know, was learning English and also Thai, you know, so that he could, you know, work with, you know, tourist uh, yeah. places and things like that. Yeah. And um, it's really amazing to, to see that. So it's it's really beautiful what they're doing there. Absolutely beautiful and uh, an incredible cult as well. Uh, it's, 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 I'm speechless. It's just beautiful to hear it from you as well. And uh, just to hear the, the impact that it's had and, and also the just the history and the and the kind of the motivation behind it. It's, it's, it's beautiful. There's a lot of um, electronic music production um, that's coming out as well because it's at people's fingertips. I mean, you can buy a computer get uh you know get some get some some software and be a, a kind of a, a musician overnight what would your kind of advice be to musicians 
who who call themselves musicians they want to experiment with music and uh in the end they want to be uh you know they want to be making some great music and playing at festivals and the like things like that what would your advice be to those these kinds of people i would say that the first thing is to make music for yourself and to enjoy it that that's the most important thing there's a lot of people that they start making music and they do it because they want to be famous and they want to get a lot of girls and they want to get a lot of money and if you're doing it for those reasons you know it's it's just not going to happen and if it does happen you're not going to be happy doing it in the end so i I would say make music Mm. for you and enjoy it and also to create something different and unique you know i've i've done um different workshops and and i've had kids you know that are like hey i want to sound just like skrillex you know can you how do i make that skrillex bass sound and how do i you know do this i want to sound just like you know noisier and whatever i really like that sound but and it's Mm. like you know sure you could sound like somebody else but why why wouldn't you want to create something that was different that is unique to you and that's Mm. why skrillex is where he is because he created, you know, this mm. bass sound and this dubstep sound that was different than everything else. You know, if you just create yeah. things that are copycats, you know, you're you're never going to get anywhere. It's the people that are pushing the envelope that are creating something different and unique. Those are the ones that will always be on top and will get the most respect and have the most longevity in music field. Fantastic. And where, where can where can our listeners here go to grab all of your music? What would you what would be the best link from you? It's better coming from the artists themselves because they can type in David Starfire and find so many things. But where would you say go? Where can they go to main main place? I would say the main place is to start at my website, DavidStarfire.com. Yep. Okay, fantastic. And then, and then from there, yeah, that that would be the main link. But you know, if people like SoundCloud. They can just go to SoundCloud mm. or they can just Google David Starfire and see where yeah. it organically takes them. Just let them go on that journey and, <laughs> and follow your journey as well, right? Yes. David, absolute pleasure speaking to you. Really enjoyed the conversation and uh, all the best. Continue in your amazing musical journey and uh, you've inspired us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the support. The Melting Pot, a place for socially conscious voices, creating a more harmonious society, for education, for inspiration, for cultural exchange.